0: AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Don Carr is kind enough to join us. For over 15 years, Don Carr has investigated, written about America's worst polluters from the gas fields of North Dakota to the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. His writing has been featured in Political, Sierra Magazine, the Washington, D.C. City Paper, Huffington Post, Grist, Civil Eats, and other places as well. And uh, he's appeared on numerous outlets as well. He has a brand new book, a piece of fiction, though, The Midnight Rambler. It's a hardcover. It's going to be out, and he is going to be... Over at Kama, a bookshop tonight, it's in Linden Hills, 4250 Upton Avenue South in Minneapolis. He'll be there from 630 to 8, and he's kind enough today to join us to talk about the book and the signing. Don, thank you very much. I appreciate the time.
1: Matt, it's really great to be uh, on your show. I really appreciate
0: it. Well, thank you very much for the time. Now, once again, I want to start with the fact that you have, you have taken a path. I've, I've talked to other people that have done this as well you 've taken a path that um, that some people have they 've been a writer they 've been reporting news, especially kind of feature reporting, but then at some point, you made the decision i 'm going to write something i 'm going to write a novel <laughs> so first of all let 's talk about your writing about covering you know the the polluters i mean that's that 's some pretty noble work you 've been doing out there
1: well that 's kind of you to say, yeah for about the past fifteen years either for uh, outlets or for national environmental groups like uh, EWG or the Environmental Defense Fund, I've done investigations and reporting on um, from everywhere, from the the gas fields of North Dakota down to the the Gulf of Mexico dead zone. And it's been really a rewarding writing career to do that and and to research and do those investigations. But as you said, you know, the dream is for a lot of writers – um, is to kind of write that novel, you know, that you got kind of kicking around your head. And I grew up reading a lot of my heroes: Elmore Leonard, Tom Clancy, Robert Ludlum, those t- style books. And so I really wanted to write a a novel in that vein. Well, and
0: and and so and first of all, congratulations! That's really cool. I mean, I, I've I've had authors on. It's always fun to talk to a first time author, uh, in, in not, not necessarily writer, but you've got your first book out there. Congratulations! That is a really big deal, man.
1: Thank you very much. It's, it's super gratifying to hear that, and uh, yeah, I did the whole process... The whole experience has been fantastic. And then, you know, to have the, the writing community here in Minnesota embrace you and help you out and, and uh, do book signings and all those other things that are going on, it's just, it's, just been, it's just been a dream.
0: And you're not joking about that. William Ken Kruger, Elaine Shannon, Bob Meyer, uh, Heather White, uh, Doug Parker, all of, uh, writing very complimentary things. So let's talk about how did you approach, once again, the book is The Midnight Rambler, a novel. How did you, coming from your background, how did you approach going in, I'm going to write this novel?
1: Well, you know, it, it, like everything else, it's a strange occurrence. I had, I had the luck to go to Italy with my wife on her sabbatical, and she had a month-long sabbatical in Italy, and she was smart enough to pick uh, just one town to do her sabbatical in, as opposed to being a tourist all over the country, and so she picked beautiful Positano, which is on the Amalfi Coast, and so I'm sitting in, in Positano, and I'm, I'm looking down at this bay full of these amazing yachts, because it's a really wealthy kind of enclave, these massive yachts that are in the bay, and growing up, you know, watching Bond movies and, and reading these spy novels, I kept thinking to myself, when's one of these going to explode and so that was kind of like the impetus of of, of how the story started and then while i was there two other things happened one was we were driving by mount vesuvius and uh there was smoke coming off mount vesuvius and i asked the driver like you know like anyone with a volcano is it active and he said no that's the mafia and it turns out for over 40 years the mafia in southern italy has been taking toxic chemicals dumping them on mount vesuvius and just setting them on fire And so this kind of gave me the kind of gestation for the story and where it was going to go. And then when I got stateside, um, I was actually working on a nonfiction book proposal about biofuel fraud. And in that process, I interviewed a bunch of EPA special agents. Now, I'd worked and written about the environment for 15 years. I didn't realize... Uh, The Environmental Protection Agency had special agents that had guns, badges, and were kicking down doors and, you know, arresting polluters. And when I had that realization, that's when everything kind of clicked together in terms of, I have a really great idea for a protagonist that no one's ever really written about, and there's tons of books about the FBI, the CIA, but no one ever done the EPA. And then finally, the, the Midnight Rambler component is, and this is strange, but this is how things work. I was in Italy. I was reading a book. I was reading the, the, the 50 songs that make the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And ch- number, chapter 24 is about the Midnight Rambler, and it turns out Mick and Keith wrote that song in Positano, the only song they ever written in Italy, and it's about uh, a serial killer. It's about the Boston Strangler. And so all those kind of components together really brought the idea uh, to the fore all right
0: i I'm, i don 't want to skip past the lead here. Uh, what was that about the mafia dumping toxic
1: waste in Mount Vesuvius? <laughs>
0: holy God you 're serious that they are dumping toxic waste into mount vesuvius
1: <laughs> it is a It is a long tradition in Italy and in southern italy there's a there 's a whole middle management called stakes, and these are, are people that they their whole job is they broker between companies in the EU because the EU has much more stringent uh, pollution controls for, for uh, manufacturers than we do here in America. So they're always looking at ways to get rid of their waste, and the Camorra Mafia is there, and for a price, will take that off their hands. And then they, their attitude is simply, they dump it on Mount Vesuvius and, and start it on fire. And so you have cancer rates skyrocketing in the area. Wow. It has been a decades-long problem, and the Mafia there uh, only thinks day-to-day. They never think about the long-term consequences.
0: Yeah, we used to throw virgins into volcanoes, too. We, we kind of learned our lesson on that and that wasn't going to stop. It make it rain or anything like
1: that all right so uh so why
0: don't you give us the 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 synopsis here Uh, why don't you give us just a little bit of a breakdown what exactly is the midnight rambler about
1: it's about EPA Special Agent Sophie Grant, and she is tasked with going to Italy to fight this toxic waste dumping cartel because the place for the dumping of the chemicals is right next to the U.S. Joint uh, Naval Base, which has 10,000 service members and their families. So their water is getting polluted by this, uh, and that's the threat to America. That's how it's, it's justified that Sophie's sent over there. But when she's there, she, she engages in a broader conspiracy that actually ensnares her long-estranged father. So it's a story about a father and a daughter connecting as well.
0: Talk about, uh, obviously, you bring the chops when it comes to understanding environmental issues here. But then how? what was your process about stepping back and stepping away from this and not making this sound like a news story? Because it it sounds like, I mean, obviously, it's, it's got some parallels and it could easily do that. So talk about the process for you of making sure this stayed a novel and just didn't become sort of, you know, kind of news fan fiction.
1: That's a great question. And, you know, two things I'll say to that. First is, you know, I spent the bulk of my career and the bulk of my day kind of writing in that vein, this very dry, kind of pointed, you know, investigative journalism style. And so not, and not wanting to do that, you know, the, just the joy of writing something creatively, I wanted to break away from that. And then second, I'm just a huge fan of, like, all the action movies of the 90s that I grew up on. So you know, whether it's Armageddon or, you know, Die Hard, well, that was late 80s, but, you know, those, those style of movies. And so I would put myself in the headspace of kind of an action thriller headspace. By just churning and rewatching those movies over and over again, that kind of put me more of a like a playful, over the top action movie headspace.
0: The let's also talk about developing a character because it's obviously one of the things. And and as I've worked, I'm not a journalist; I'm I'm a a talking chimp. But at the same time, I work in the kind of the news media side, and so you 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 meet people, and obviously they're real people in there. Talk about how hard it was for you to kind of create the well rounded character.
1: Well, thank you. And, and, you know, for me, the, this, you know, Sophie, this female protagonist who's the EP special agent, she's kind of grizzled. She's in the middle of her career. And I had a lot of people kind of to draw from and make a composite out of it. Um, you know, my mother, um, my wife is an environmentalist. And so I kind of brought those thoughts into. And then I've worked with a ton of really strong, powerful women in the environmental movement who are fearless, who are on the front lines, you know, fighting for clean water and clean energy. And I drew all those kind of personalities into this composite character.
0: Do you feel as if, as a person who does reporting, and I think sometimes it becomes a drone because basically um, there's a lot of corporate interests that don't want to change the way things are. I mean, we're looking at a current situation. It's going to be 50 freaking degrees in Minneapolis next week in early February. (laughs) We clearly have a broken planet. We need to do things. But yet we're still having people doing everything in their power to make sure nothing ever changes. Do you feel as if you know? Okay, fine. I mean, if we we can put the news stories out there, but if we start creating relatable fictional characters that are dealing with these issues, it might actually resonate in more more areas.
1: Matt, you've really drilled down on something really important there. One is folks like you are out there, make you know, helping get these messages out all day long, and I need to thank you for that. But to the to your question. Um, I did a couple stories for Sierra Magazine in the past year, uh, and I talked to people in Hollywood, and there's a big movement in Hollywood to make sure climate change and environmental issues are brought to the screen. They're brought into our scripted entertainment. And the, the reason people think that's so important is, as you said, you can, he- you can hear as many reports about you know, the sky is falling, we're going to have you know, a tick infestation if we don't have enough cold winter months here in Minnesota. All the bad things are going to happen to us from our, from our environment, but we kind of get glazed over and, you know, and, and bored by that. So by kind of incorporating storytelling into the the narrative, into the environmental narrative. And then, you know, when you're watching a TV show and you're following that character through the woods, you're identifying with them and what they believe. And the hope is that when you integrate more of these you know, themes, you don't even have to hit people in the head, right? I mean, my book is a whole, just a big explosion of fun and action-adventure, with just a little side-serving of broccoli. That's kind of how I looked at it, right? <laughs> just like, like put that little spoonful of medicine in. Um, I think that's kind of the way that we tell these stories and, and, and get people more, more, more aware of what's happening with our planet.
0: You obviously, I, I'm, presum- I'm hoping this has gone well for you so far. Are you having plans for uh, obviously making this into a series? <laughs>
1: It is a three-book series plan. Yes, I don't want to give too much away. All right, um, but but the next book will be a little more focused on the Midwest and it'll it, Superior and my home state of South Dakota will will play in this a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a three-book series, and, and uh, I'm excited. I'm already starting the second one. I know
0: some. I know some areas we could go do some writing about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm you already got it already. But I already I got a few places we probably could you know put side notes in there. Uh, well, congratulations on this. Uh, who's the publisher? Let's make sure we mention that too
1: corler books is the publisher and Good they're life. fantastic and i love my publisher
0: beautiful they always do
1: uh kind of books. <laughs> all right
0: so the event tonight and it is tonight we want to make sure people get out there 6 30 to 8 tonight it's where at once again
1: it is at Comma, a bookshop, which is at uh, 4250 Upton Avenue in Linden Hills.
0: Alrighty, And once again, Don Carr is going to be there. The book is going to be available. And I encourage people to stop on out and enjoy this. Don Carr, the book, once again, The Midnight Rambler, just out right now. Don, congratulations on the first novel. That is a huge deal. A big, big congratulations there. All my best tonight. And by all means, come back when you get the second book done, okay?
1: Absolutely, Matt. Thank you, and thanks for everything you do on your show. really appreciate it. I
0: appreciate it. Don Carr, kind enough to join us. The Midnight Rambler is the book. We'll take a break. Come on back. Wrap up the show on a Tuesday. And when we do return, it's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950.